Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY Hi, my name is Jonathan and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up January 12th through the 14th in Texas in the peaceful rolling hill country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY that's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Uh, we're always glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm very excited to have my good friend here, Stephen Cervantes. So, uh, Stephen, how are you doing today? I am well. I'm blessed. I'm excited. God is good. And you know what I just realized, Stephen? I mean, I have got to get your your name up on the screen here because if we oh, don't, if we don't hey, do that, then you, nobody may actually know who you are yeah, and, that's it. and what, the your guest real, what, speaker. Your real, what your real title is because um, you, yes. know, you are technically, according to our graphic, you are the guru. Oh, hey, radio. that so, is good. I that's don't know if exciting. you knew you had a title change. Uh, no, no, recently, I've moved up a couple of notches, it looks like. Anyway. I don't know why it's so much fun to come here and do this. Well, you know, it's just exciting to talk to people. Yeah. Well, and I think um, we're going to especially have a good time because apparently we decided to wear the same, hey. virtually the same, the same clothes here. You kind know? of so color coordinated. The, That's good. We got the red on. It must be ho, yeah. ho, ho time That's or something. Right. Well, uh, listeners, we are grateful that you're here. And, you know, we wanted to, in this particular broadcast, uh, kind of get back to some some basics, right? You got it, it. You know, it's funny because there's so many layers to the issues of sexual brokenness and sexual temptation and sexual sin. And so sometimes we get off into these important but sometimes side issues regarding, you know, when we start talking about relational things and emotion. All that is very real factors. Those are very real factors. But sometimes we like to just bring it back to let's get super specific about what is, in our current culture, the predominant force behind all of this sexual temptation and the sexual sin, and that is pornography. Yes. So we want to we tackle that in this broadcast. So, Stephen, why don't you share with us kind of where we're going to go in this one, especially regarding how pornography lies to us. You got it. I think that every now and then we just have to stop, catch our breath, and repeat the basics. But what is the problem with porn? Mm. And, and I think 
you know, guys say all kinds of things about it, but it's all positive. You know, it's a little, it's fun, you know, there's nothing wrong, it'll make you a man. All kinds of stuff is said about porn, but, but we seldom say the lies that we really know about porn. And honestly, one of the questions that I get a lot when guys are just wrestling with even the question of, of morality around pornography or anything like that is the question will be posed this way. What, really, what's so wrong with pornography? Like, what's the big deal, right? I mean, and so I think behind that question is asking what negative effect could pornography really have on my life? I mean, it's culturally normal. Yes, yeah. It's culturally everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for like a reason why pornography is not a good idea. And that, it's interesting because that's even a positive. Well, well, what's wrong with a little porn? Right. You know, what's wrong with me having a little porn? The problem is, is that porn is has got a foundation. It's built on a foundation of lies. Now, the truth is beauty is beauty and naked is is interesting and attractive and and um, and youth and fitness and you know those are those are things that cause our body to go wow that's a beautiful creation, mm-hmm. but but the reality is porn is the manipulation right of people for your manipulation yeah and so the people that you're looking at are being used and you're being used yeah when when you use porn well and I think about that I think it's one of those things where. We don't often think, we, we think of, because we have such a consumer mentality that pornography is created, we so forget that there is a human element ex- that exists within pornography. And does, does that make sense? It's like we, be, we create, we make the characters within pornography merely like caricatures or um, almost like a, a digital figure, rather than the fact that these are human right. beings that have intrinsic value and worth, and yet we're just ingesting them like they're candy. And that is another thing that I think is, maybe that's the first big lie of pornography, is that it's basically saying um, it's devaluing that's human correct. life. Yeah, that's right. And, and you're just playing, and it's no big deal, and it's just fun. But there's another person on the other end of this, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're sort of deviating yourself from the norm and you're using someone else, right? But the lie is that I, porn will make your life better. Mm. It'll make you included and you'll learn some, some things and you'll be smarter and, and somehow you'll just be better. You, you were lesser, before you found porn, you're going to be more with porn. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because that's what it, guys will say to each other. It's come, come on, this, this is fun. It's good. Come on, come on. I want to include you in this stuff. And they never say, it yeah. could ruin the rest of your life. Well, the thing is, here's, here's so I may even, I may be even a little bit during this episode, kind of be the, the pushback person. Yeah, be able go to say, for it. Okay, so let me think about this. You're saying that it's a lie that porn will make my life better. But maybe, what if I was able to maybe point to some circumstances in my life that, I don't know, could try to prove my point that it really is making my life better? Because, hey, you know what? It feels like that um, 
it feels like, man, I've learned a whole lot more about my, my sexuality and the mechanisms of my sexuality. And, and it seems like, you know, um, I've even been able to get into some relationships where we, we sort of were able to centralize certain things around pornography. And it didn't seem like in the moment, like that was necessarily a bad thing. It kind of, kind of spiced things up. So, so why is it a lie that pornography will make my life better when, I don't know, maybe on some level it has made my life better? Well, what you just said was you learn to fantasize, right? And you're developing a, a whole fantasy operation in your head so that you can escape and you can use someone else for your arousal. Um, and, and, you know, what happens is people grow too much fantasy and they're not doing real work. They're not grounded in reality when you're escaping all the time and you want to be somewhere else with somebody else, you don't do real good work on the journey that we're on today. And so it's fantasy, it's escape, and really for a kid, it's like growing up too fast. Does a 12-year-old need to look at 18- and 20-year-old women? Really? Does that make him better? Mm. It just robs him of being 12 and 13. He jumps sexually, he jumps ahead, and he's not equipped, but he's got stuff in his head. So if I could try to make this sort of fit in my mind. What you're saying then is we may be coming at this from two different paradigms of what we think makes for a fulfilled life, right? So I might be saying from my paradigm that says I've really kind of placed myself in the center and and really true happiness and fulfillment is going to come by me making sure that I remain in the center and that I'm essentially the the one who is... Uh, worshipped and pleased in my life, oh, then therefore yeah. I might be able to, from that paradigm to say pornography enhances my life from that paradigm. From a very self-centered, self-ish, What right? I hear you saying is you have a different paradigm from which you think and believe that fulfillment really comes, and it's not pointing everything towards yourself. You realize there's there's re- relationship is really such a central key right. element to that fulfillment. And so therefore... We may draw very different conclusions because we have different fundamental paradigms of what we think is going to make for the most fulfilling Well, you life. think about a 25-year-old guy that spends hours in his basement looking at porn. I mean, what kind of quality? You, there are guys that go home after work and look at three, four, five hours a night of porn. They yeah. live in a room with this stuff. Yeah. And that's their life. And they wonder why they're a little socially odd or why they don't do fun stuff. It, this stuff becomes consuming. And I would argue that it, at some point, the person who holds to this self-centered paradigm of life mm-hmm. will eventually come to the realization that it's not as fulfilling as it seems like it should be. Oh, that's a great insight. So I, I'm it's not, arousing. Yeah. It's not fulfilling. I'm not saying to the person out there listening or watching, if that's kind of the way that you're at, that maybe right now in this moment, the circumstances in your life aren't absolutely thrilling and amazing. Yes. But usually where we have that sense of thrill and amazement is in the younger years, when we have not lived in that paradigm long enough to realize all the brokenness that can come Mm. as a result of making life all centered around me. That's why... The majority of people that we find in our ministry, right, Stephen, who've gotten wrapped up in porn in this self-centered lifestyle, when they hit 35, 40, 45, everything starts to unravel because they realize this paradigm that I had that said 
I should be happy by now because I've made life all about me, and I've really based that on a porn paradigm, which is right. essentially porn is saying it's all about your fantasies and and that's good. So I don't think the, the no, realization but you, happens at twenty the same way it happens at forty. No, that's true. And this is a couple of guys looking back and warning the young guys and the other guys. Mm-hmm. Porn does not make you better, right? Yeah, it does it not never your makes life. you better. It does, it's not good skills. It doesn't keep you clean. It doesn't help you develop your character, your discipline. What is love? Love is sacrificial, mm. right? Love is not taking and gorging on a smorgasbord anytime, all the time. Love requires discipline. In the, in the story you were saying, okay, this guy's done a lot of porn, then he gets married, and his wife says, okay, okay, let's do the hard stuff. Let's do the discipline stuff now. Let's, let's, let's pay down debt. Let's save money. Let's live simply so we can get ahead. He goes, what are you talking about? I don't take pain. I don't do pain. I do fantasy. Pain? I need fantasy. Don't ask me to be in pain. And she's going, come on, you've grown Don't up. ask me to wait yeah. or... Yeah, you know, delayed gratification or anything. No, right. I need comfort, and don't. I've got to take care of myself. And I think you said it well. You, it's a whole mindset that revolves around porn. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to deliver. It's going to promise something you can't deliver. Well, and this makes me think of one of the things you had on here. Of just just one of the lies being this idea that you're not actually complete without. Either a female or if you're a woman, a male, you're not complete without this sense of, uh, and and in some ways, it's almost like porn is saying you're not complete if you're not taking, if you're not, if you don't Mm. possess these certain And being served whatever you want Mm. and go get some more. If you don't like this, there's more, right? To just go get more. Never, you don't have to stop. You don't have to do hard work. And most of the guys that have got a porn addiction, I mean, they're very immature men. They work, they pay their bills. But when their wife says, come on, let's Let's talk. Mm. Let's explore. Let's let's read. Let's learn. Let's grow. They go, I just want to turn the TV on. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, just want, I just want to fantasize. I want to look about something else. I want to get away. I've not practiced disciplining myself, developing character, right? Really digging in and fighting for the richness of life. Yeah. I just want some porn. Yeah. So let's keep going. What are some other lies here about pornography that you want to share with with the listeners? Well, you know what's interesting is that porn is about young, perfect bodies, ultimately sexual beings, uh, where great love occurs. And so one of the lies is that porn is going to give you that. And you can have beauty and you can have youth and and you can be loved well, and you can have sexual orgasm. It's going to be great. Mm. And you, you you sort of get stuck in that world. Yeah. And that's what you want. The real world doesn't match that. And and it, it, along those same lines, it sort of promotes this idea that every experience in life should have a, a climax. Yeah, that's great. Like that's thrilling, that's enjoyable, that's pleasurable. And yeah. it's like... That is such a. The reason that's a lie is because that's not real life. Every experience, mm-hmm. and not only that, pornography teaches you that not only should every experience be this this ultimate in terms of pleasure, but that it should happen 
pretty quickly and on my terms. Right? Right. Meaning I should be able to control the outcomes of my circumstance. Because what happens when, you know, you're looking at pornography? You have an end goal in mind as a man. You know, you're looking for that climax. You're looking for that sort of, if I can put it in these terms, payoff. And if Mm -hmm. you start then trying to translate that same kind of a mindset over to life and real relationships, guess what? That's not even how sex works in real relationships. It's true. And so you, in some ways, this lie of pornography sets you up for perpetual disappointment, right? And then, like you said, there's already that emotional immaturity. So how does an emotionally immature man who has the constant expectation for climactic, awesome experiences deal with the disappointment of life not delivering on that all the time? Right. So another another one of the lies is that porn just teaches you to use women. That's it. Just use them sexually. You don't have to know them. You don't have to be their friend. You don't have to to grow with them. Just use them. Just use them and discard them. I mean, that's what porn's about. Find another picture of somebody you just want to use. Mm-hmm. And it, right, you can. The lie is, I think I'm living, and and I think the truth is, you're stunted. You're yeah. stuck in a loop of. Uh, fantasy, escape, but not growth and development, not maturing, not the practicing of the good skills. Life requires good, hard, you know, character skills. Well, people that, that over-porn, that do porn, that need porn, they're not working on that. Well, and think about the, uh, if I can put it this way, think about the double standard that this creates. So you're saying... You know, pornography trains a person to be a user. It's like you're just going to use women or use whoever's in the pornography. Could be men, could be multiple people, whatever. You're you're going to use that person, right? The reason I think that creates a double standard is then what kind of reaction do you think you would have as a porn user who's saying, hey, listen, this is all about me using, even if you're not thinking that consciously, when somebody turns around and uses you, whether that be at work mm. or whatever other situation where essentially they somebody stepped on you to get one rung higher on the ladder or somebody stepped on you yeah. in order to get what they want. And what, used what's you. What's your reaction the, yeah. to when you're you? So it creates a double standard where it's saying, mm. listen, it's okay for me. I mean, if I'm looking at pornography, it's okay for me to use those individuals, mm. but don't use me. And I think this is where sometimes the argument that comes back, and I want to see how you would respond to this, because I think this is a common argument when we start saying things like, you know, porn, you know, teaches you to be a user and all this kind of stuff is, but Stephen, um, those people in the porn, they're there voluntarily. They're willingly putting themselves in these positions. So if they're doing that and it's consenting and it's all, you know, quote unquote legal, then what's the, what do you mean about using? I mean, I'm, I'm watching people who have voluntarily put themselves up. How's that bad for me? How's that, how's that me using? I mean, how would you necessarily respond to that argument of it's it's consensual and it's not, you know, they're not being forced. Well, and we know that there are some people that are forced to do porn, right? You know, there's a whole sex trade slave industry, right, Mm -hmm. where young girls are taken and forced and used. So that exists. And then I think, 
you have to think in terms of what were we made for? What, what's our real design? And yes, I think a woman could sell her body photos, images of her body, but but she's um, that's not her that's not her design, right? I mean, that's operating out of her design. Now, I don't want to judge anybody. People do whatever they do. We're all human beings, and I, I get that, you know. But the whole idea that one time. I was watching a like a PBS special or something on nightclubs, and this girl said, "I dance, and I smile at the guys, but I'm really I'm taking an algebra class, and I'm actually working on my algebra formulas when I'm up there dancing." Mm-hmm. And I thought she doesn't want to be there doing that either. She wants to be doing her homework, but she's mm-hmm. got bills to pay, and so this is her job. But the guy's fantasy is, oh, you're there for me. You want to pleasure me. It's all about me. And so so I just think there's more to it than well, maybe cons- that's another, everything's consensual. Maybe that's also another lie of pornography because that's the other thing about pornography is the viewer of pornography can start to believe in their own mind that this is a, this is a two-way relationship, Right. That it's not, oh, I'm not taking, I'm not taking, because they want to be there, and they want to please me, and they it's all about this interaction. And I'm helping them, and they're helping me or something. When in reality, like you're saying, many of them are trying to escape in their own mind Mm -hmm. for the thing that they're actually doing. They're not present. They're not there. So I think it's, you know, and of course, this can devolve in all kinds of other pieces of brokenness, but I think it's, uh, I think you're right in saying that it creates a user-type mentality. And a taking, right? And a stunting and a dirtying up, right? You don't live clean with porn, Mm -hmm. right? There's a dirty, secret, hiding part to it. You know, and and some guys will say, just a little. Look, I'll just use a little. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know that that strategy works. You know anybody that's still got the same first magazine they ever found and go, this is all there is. Because just a little means a little more and a little more and a little more. And I look at it this way. when Whenever the guy says just a little, I'm not going to get so concerned about quantity in terms of trying to get an accurate measurement on mm-hmm. on where he's progressed from, where he's come from. My response is typically the same. It's kind of like, so um, is would you agree that just a little cyanide <laughs> is not that good for you? So whether you take just a little or you drink a whole bottle of it, it's not what you're ingesting is not going to be good for your system. Right. So even if a guy was never, never quote unquote progressed to like further pornography, if I'm going to take a teaspoon of cyanide every day for the rest of my life, it's going mm. to have ramifications on my life. So in the same way, even if a guy just takes quote unquote a little porn every day, then guess what? He's being influenced a little over and over and over and over again towards all of these lies that we're talking about, mm. which is I'm going to be a taker, I'm going to be a consumer, I'm going to dehumanize people. Um, and so even just a little is dangerous and unhealthy over time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people know that porn will change you forever. Mm. You know, porn, porn says I'm going to give you something you don't have. And it's going to be good. And it, 
You know, it's going to make you like other people or know things. I mean, if you think about sin, right? It was like, you, do you, did, did God really say that? I mean, right. can't you really just eat the fruit and and it's not? There's no consequence. It's like, no, no. It will change the rest of your life mm-hmm. when you when you start looking at porn. Because that's we're not talking about somebody that stumbles on it. We're talking about somebody that starts to look at it and then believe the lies of it, and then looks up 20 years later, because that's who we see. Yeah, They never knew that the beginning would deviate the rest of their life, corrupt the rest of their life. They never knew what this little thing was doing. And then their wife wants to leave them. Yeah. And they go, what, what, what? You know? Well, you've been doing this thing for 20 years instead of your work. And I'm sort of sick of living with the simple guy that wants to go away and be off by himself. I mean, that's... And it's kind of the same thing of what we're talking about uh, with the idea of a little, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's one step in a, a, a wrong direction, followed by one more, and then one more, and then one more. So if you think of it in terms of like a path, we're we're meant to walk on this straight path here, right? Mm-hmm. So we just take, we only just deviate one degree. But if we continue on that deviated course, that's only one degree off of the path we're supposed to be on, over time, you end up being miles and miles and miles and miles away mm. from where you're supposed to be or where you were designed to be. Right. And that's, that's why good. it can feel like to a guy, like he's just waking up from a fog going, why does my wife want to leave me? Why is all this falling apart? Well, it's just because it's kind of like the frog in the pot, right? You don't put them into boiling water, they'll jump right out. But if you put him in just lukewarm water and then slowly turn up the temperature, he finds himself boiling to death uh, over time. Ouch. So, and and I would say the deviation of finding this and including it creates a place that's always a fallback. Mm. You lose your job, go look at some porn. Uh, had a breakup, go look at some porn. I mean, there, that what would happen if that place was not there? Oh, because yeah. it's like porn says, I'll rescue you. I'll yeah. rescue you. You shouldn't have to face pain. You, you need some pleasure right now. It definitely becomes your go-to uh, medicine. Yeah. Like, hey, for whatever's ailing you in life, it becomes the way that we... That's right. Because... It's a beautiful day. I should go outside and walk, right? We live in America. Most of us are putting on pounds every year, right? We need to go exercise. But porn is right here and it's calling, right? I I should do a hundred other things. I should read my Bible. I should pray. I should call a friend, right? I should go out and touch a life. Porn is right here and it's easy. Mm Mm-hmm. And once that deviation is there, it's always there. Do, do you think right now, all the work you've done, that it still doesn't call to you? Oh. It doesn't want to still be a part of your life. Yeah, and this is one of the things that I tell guys all the time. And I don't mean to sound overly uh, dramatic in my warning here, but I tell guys, you know, even though I've been free from addiction, like the stronghold, yeah. for over 18 years, make no mistake, I still carry to this day consequences Mm. from all those years entangled in pornography. And what I mean by that is I can't undo what I've done or what I've seen. Now, thankfully, God has made many of those memories fuzzy, but there's memories still there. And I mean, I've cried out to him many times, God, would you just erase Mm. 
mm. my memories. And so the reality is because those memories still exist of the things that I've done, that's typically how in today's in my life today, the temptation or the call, as you put it, will come. It's like I can feel the enemy just throwing another memory. From an old fuzzy memory that will want to come up. That's trying to say, you want to clear that memory up a little bit? I can help you clear that up a little bit. We can can think about that for a little bit. We can play with that a little bit. Don't you remember? And so that's just it. And and again, I don't want to be overly dramatic to where it's like now we create a sense of fear around the realities of temptation. But I do think we need to have a a sober mind towards the lies and and get clarity on just how... um, damaging and dangerous pornography is and not think that it's just a punchline or it's just not that big a deal or right. that it doesn't have any real effect on the way. Well, I and that's what we're talking about it because nobody told us about it. Right. And we found it and it entered, it becomes entertaining and, and then you hide and you have a secret. And, and I would add even to what you said, we still live in a very sick culture Yeah, and, and we're tempted all the time. Yeah. You know, it's all around us. It's being presented, even if not as hardcore porn as soft porn, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a – go ahead. Were you going to say something? We're about out of time. Are we? Okay, right, let me so. – s- yeah, yeah go no, ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. and I was just going to say, would you rather have a fresh, clean, creative mind that's protected? Mm. Or would you like to have an internet porn mind? Mm. What, what would you like to run today? That's a good place, I think, for us to uh, to wrap up for the day. Um, and that's a good question for us to ponder is, listen, what do you want? Do you want your mind to be filled with these lies that essentially is is causing you to, to live outside of your design for relationship and wholeness? Or do you want to continue to live in that place of, of dividedness and disconnection? You know, we are glad that you've been with us. And listen, yes. if you're struggling with any of these lies of pornography or anything, that's what we're here for. Reach out to us. You can reach us on our website at puresexradio.com, or or you can even message us through Twitter at Pure Sex Radio. And uh, we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.